Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and as you've heard on the podcast, Shooty and I have multiple projects that we're working on, and I'd like to mention one of Shooty's other projects, Hey Beauty Mag. Discover how to reset and rejuvenate your mind to live the best life with women who are no longer afraid to share their failures that lead to success. Check them out on Instagram at Hey Beauty Mag, that's H-E-Y-B-E-A-U-T-I-M-A-G, or check them out at HeyBeautyMag.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm here once again with Shruti Sadana, and today we're talking about finding the silver lining, self-talk and referencing the positive, and then also discussing how you would do it from a coaching standpoint and working with others. And Shruti, what's your take on how to talk to yourself and finding that silver lining and everything around you? Well, I believe that instead of focusing on what you don't want, you should focus on what you want. Let me just start out there. So negative self-talk when you're saying something like oh I don't want this catch yourself in that moment and redirect your thought into what you want instead yeah and I can definitely see that Um, I know I've done a bit of whitewater kayaking and I know it sounds like it might be way out in left field but if you see the big rock in the river and you don't want to hit that rock if you look at the rock you're going to hit it even if your goal is to miss it, you want to look at where you're going, not what you're trying to avoid. Yeah. And it's the same type of thing. If you're worried about not having the negative outcome, the bad outcome, then if that's your focus on trying to avoid that rather than focused on achieving the positive, you're, you're going to, you're going to have a tougher time hitting the positive. If you keep looking back at that negative possibility. Yes, absolutely. That's a great example, actually. So like when you were looking at the rock, you're like, no, no, I want to look at where I want to go, not where I don't want to go. And I think also sometimes, like talking about silver lining, sometimes when we like really want something, and yes, you can focus on what you want, but sometimes you have to catch yourself and see if it's coming from the ego, because sometimes what we want isn't aligned with what's actually best for us and we don't see it at the time which you can call blessing in disguise let me give you an example let's say you want that specific job or you want the to win that specific tournament maybe you're meant to either win a different tournament or maybe you're supposed to get a different job and you just don't see it and sometimes we get into a negative place where we're like oh like I think the universe is conspiring against me or I'm just having bad luck but that's because I feel like we are resisting what what should actually flow to us and what is good for us. I think most of the time, like what's best for us kind of comes effortlessly in a certain way. I mean, I'm not saying like you can just sit on your couch and not do anything, but what's really good for you will come to you effortlessly. It's actually a Garth Brooks song called Unanswered Prayers, where the chorus is, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. So everyone prays for, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then you realize down the road that, wow, it's a good thing that things went 
to the right instead of to the left. I mean, look at all like, and one of the biggest situations you see is like the high school sweetheart where it's like, oh, this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And then next thing you know, in 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you're with who you ended up with. And you see this high school sweetheart in a situation where you're thinking, you know what? That's not the person that would have aligned, not that it's good or bad. I mean, they could be doing something great, but not what aligns with who you are. I mean, we talk about how the how your circle constantly evolves. And and sometimes yeah. as much as you you prayed for that to be the situation, I mean, you pray for your your dream job and then you get a gif- different job and realize, you know what? I might not have liked that dream job. And, yes. And, yeah. and that's the thing. It's not always, you're going to line up to what's right for you, not always necessarily what you want, but you have to look at and the positive. You got to, you got to word things in that positive way. Like I said, don't look at the rock, look at the path you want to go. I mean, an example that I've used many times with, with my son and at 14, he shot the adult tournament and the second day he didn't have any missed shots. He had one miss on his scorecard because he didn't get the shot off on time. And he said, Hey, I didn't have any misses. I said, don't even reference the negative. Say to yourself, I hit all my shots. And even from a coaching standpoint, you always want to point out the positives and in a positive aspect of how you could achieve that goal rather than avoiding the negatives. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and it was yesterday. Anyway, she was saying how her friend who she's an actress in Hollywood and like after she had her baby, they had been married. So she had a baby. And I think about three to five months in, he left her, like he cheated on her and then he ended up leaving her. And, you know, that's like you can look at it in a negative way but when she was talking about it she had said you know like if that hadn't happened she's like I wouldn't have met the man that I'm with now I wouldn't have learned this or grown as a person so she she looked at it by finding the silver lining in it because she said that her dad her dad would always say um or she said that her dad you could put somebody in a pile of shit excuse my language but he would find the positive in it so no matter what she's like that's what I was brought up as and that's what I was taught from a young age so when I go through a difficult challenge in my life that's the first thing I look at is finding the silver lining in the situation which she did like she's married to like a wonderful man now well we discussed that with all of last year and COVID and as much as it was a a bad year in terms of Again, we reference like not being able to go on vacation or going out to eat or doing all those type of things, but then let's find the good things that came out of it. Now, because we couldn't go out to eat, and in my case, kids couldn't play youth sports, we had more family dinners. We had more family game nights. We got to do projects around the house. So something good always comes out about it. And you mentioned someone who had a a relationship that eventually broke apart. And and I had relationships and I had my first real girlfriend relationship in high school lasted three years. And although I had a little bit of a daytime soap ending to it, um, I can look back at it and say, I had three great years with this person. I I don't look at it where you see a lot of people that'll break up in a relationship and it's like, oh, she's, I mean, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or he's, I mean, this, he's that. Well, if he was really that, would you have lasted three years with that person? I mean, she was a great person. We had three great years with each other. And, and I can say, unfortunately, it, it ended, or I can go with that. I mean, sometimes I mean, under into prayers. I mean, if I was with her, 
what would my life be now? I mean, my kids would obviously be different. And my life would be different now. And, and sometimes what you wish for at that moment isn't necessarily the, the path that you need to go on. And, and finding that silver lining in, in anything is definitely and the best way to look at things. Find the positive in any situation you're in. Yeah, and it sounds like you definitely have. And I'm sure in that moment, it wasn't, I'm sure in that moment when you broke up, you're not like, oh, what's the positive in this? You know, because you're not thinking in that way when you're reacting in that moment. But then when you reflect and you really get introspective, that's when you can really look at it and be like, okay, well, what, what does this mean for me? Like, what did I learn? What was the positive that came out of this? Because there's this quote, and I think it's so clever, and it's everything is nothing with a twist, which means everything is nothing. It's basically what it's saying is it's all about perspective. So it's all about your perspective on a situation. It's an infinity sign. So an infinity sign is like two zeros, right? So zero is nothing. So you really delve deep into it, you're like, wow, this is actually true. Everything in our life is nothing or is everything. It's all about perspective. And you said, and if you don't mind me asking, you said that it ended like a daytime soap. What do you mean by that? It, it, I mean, there's some personal aspects to it, but it's, I mean, if you take your, I mean, all my children's days of your life, general hospital, that type of thing, you, you probably could have fit the storyline into, <laughs> into one of those type of things. Um, but again, I, I look back at it and even, I mean, we talked about like flashbulb memories, that split second, you know, where you were on 9-11. Uh, my parents would know where they were when Kennedy was shot I and mean, when Lennon died and stuff like that. And I could take that flashbulb of our lives together and, and judge it based on that one event or that small time frame and ruin the three great years. Or I can look at the three years that we had and, and say, you know what? We had three great years. And, and to expand on that even further, we were at each other's weddings. And oh, wow. we, we went to her wedding and went to the reception. I got the invite back from for my wedding and she had checked off, unfortunately, unable to attend. And I sent her a message and I just said, hey, I'm kind of disappointed you can't make it. And she wrote, oh, I'm sorry, I should have put a note in there. We have two weddings that day. We're going to attend your wedding but we're going to the reception of the other one. And when you do wedding counts, it's based on how much food you need, not how many people are sitting in the church. So she actually drove to literally one end of the state to Danbury for our wedding and then drove up, I believe it was like the Windsor Locks up past Hartford by the airport and an hour and a half away to get to the reception of the other wedding. So, I mean, that, that wow. shows that those three years held some value. That Definitely. That, I mean, I don't understand how... And this is just me, but I don't understand how you can just care about someone for three years and then just wake up not caring about them. If you had that healthy type of, even like as you grow older, maybe at that time you can't see it because you were young and in high school, but as you grow up, you're like, okay, well, I can still maintain a friendship. If it wasn't toxic for you, then why not? Then you can be at each other's wedding. That's a beautiful thing. And that's, again, the silver lining is, you know, you ended up with an amazing wife and you ended up married and then you still have this person who brought some sort of value in your life maybe to teach you to whatever it was for you and then get you to a new relationship and evolving in a way so 
I really feel like it's it's a bl also silver lining, blessing in disguise, whatever you want to call it. It's all connected. Yeah, no, def definitely. I mean, like I said, I, I can find the positives. I mean, we talked about, and this is referencing relationships that have fallen apart or again, finding the positive. I mean, I, you mentioned perspective. We can also look into mindset that'll kind of overlap with perspective. And yeah. I, I have the mindset to accept when a relationship of any kind ends and move on. I mean, there's times where it's easier to move on. There's other times when it's a little, little more I mean, painful emotionally to move on. And even when I'm, I'm ready to move on, losing that connection still hurts. I mean, I have and connections that I've lost recently, um, not necessarily by my choice. Um, and as much as I'm ready to move on, it's, there still is that little bit of a sting that even though you know in your conscience, you know that you didn't do anything quote unquote wrong, you still sit there and say, what didn't I do right enough to keep that person? And you have to find the silver lining in, in whatever the situation is. And sometimes not having that connection is a blessing. Again, kind of like that, I mean, that unanswered prayers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's never easy to lose the connection with someone that you care deeply about. That's always challenging and heartbreaking. Uh, but looking, at least looking back on my relationships and my friendships in my life, I can say that like I would never say I hated anybody because that's just not true. And that's such an unhealthy um way to go about it because that means there's something that I hate about myself I'm like I still love for those people but the next level of me or the next level of you like the version of ourselves isn't necessarily aligned with their path so we attract what we are right so like what we want is one thing but then like what we are so we're all vibrating at a frequency I'm gonna get into the spiritual aspect but it's also scientific like we, literally we are all energy you are energy i am energy so when you i think a lot of the time we think we're thinking with our conscious mind like oh i want this or i want to attract this or i want this person to be my friend but you are actually hiring people in your life that are from your unconscious mind so how you feel about yourself is what you're going to attract on the inner external world so let's say you're you have something to work on we all have lessons. I don't know what yours are, but you will probably attract someone like that in your life because unconsciously you're hiring that person in your life. So maybe whether it's confidence, whether it's self-love, somebody is going to come in your life to trigger that because that's what you're being called towards. And then as you continue to evolve and become more aware, then you're going to start to attract people who are on that level. So if you look back on your life, think about how many people you had and think about the version of yourself you were at that time and who you are now and the type of people you have around you now. So none of them were bad, right? They each taught you something if you think about it. And that's the silver lining and thinking in your mindset, like what did this person teach me uh, about relationships? But not only that, what did this person teach me about myself? And that's always where the silver lining is, like what you're learning about yourself. Well, I, I've mentioned that in the past I had a, a relationship. We talked about and having opposite sex friends. 
and how we teach our little kids that, I mean, we teach the little boys that the girls don't have cooties and we teach the little girls that the boys aren't icky. But then when we become adults, we make yeah. a big deal about it if you go out to lunch with an opposite sex friend and this and that. And I mentioned I had one relationship back then where I lost contacts that I had because I was so focused on that one relationship. You got to keep in mind, this was before the internet was what it is now. We had these squeaky dial-up modems and and the the start of AOL, but not, not like we have now. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have instant connection. So to connect with friends a town away or two towns away, you pretty much had to get in a car and go. So I had lost connections with them. And when that relationship ended, and I told myself, I'm not going to let that happen again. I have friends. I have male friends. I have female friends. I make new friends. I make new connections. And I'm not going to let one person dictate that. Now, when you also mention, sometimes you learn about yourself. And that relationship happened to be the three-year relationship that I just mentioned. And it wasn't her that did it. It was me that focused on what was in front of me. And not that I forgot about the friend's that were not around, but again, going back to high school days or, or shortly after when there were limited of us that had driver's license, again, no instant communication with cell phones and internet and text messaging like we have now, it definitely took a greater effort to stay connected to people. And now between just the mindset of saying, wow, you know what, I got to have a little better balance within myself to do this and having the technology to allow it it's important for me to stay connected with people and to not lose people. And uh, there are people out there that think it's a one or the other situation that yeah. if you, if you have a friendship, then, and they see you getting a new friendship, they're like, Oh, geez, you can't be friends. No, it's not a, a one or the other. I can have a friendship with both of you. And if you know each other, you know, it could be a friendship that involves all of us, or it could be an independent friendship. And like, you and I connected, I mean, obviously through algorithms on, on our phone through Chrissy. And you have a connection with her. I have or had a connection with her and the algorithms connected us because we have her in our contact or whatever reason. We don't have a three-way connection because we've never done anything to that. But it's not like all of a sudden I met you and you have to tell her that, oh, nope. I met this person, I can't have a friendship with you anymore. It's okay to keep that connection. But some people will get a little worried that you're going to lose the connection. And, and again, going back to that, when I took parts of me out or put them on the shelf for a while, like doing the backpacking, doing the sports stuff, because the person I was with was not a sports-minded person at that time. It was my decision to focus on what was in front of me and, and put those to the side. I mean, she didn't force it upon me. She didn't make me give up what it was. And once I realized what did I lose and, and I, I don't say it in a negative way, but what did I limit myself to access to during that time? I'm going to keep going. And again, taking the silver lining out of it, you learn, I mean, we, the, the quote, a reason, a season and, or a lifetime. And sometimes you need someone for that reason to help you identify parts of yourself oh 100 percent. yeah I think that what you just said is 100 percent true and whatever lesson she taught you about yourself is always going to be valuable in your life 
when you move forward in your other relationships because then you'll you'll reflect back to that time it's like oh okay is this happening again what am I learning like why am I being triggered by this it'll go back to that time with that person if that happens again so then you'll know and you're like oh okay I get it this was the lesson which you probably already learned so if like you're tested again by the universe or by someone you'll know what that what that's trying to teach you so like yeah. if somebody I don't know what she what she did or what she taught you by yourself but if you ever if you actually really learned the lesson you probably won't be repeating it but if you haven't learned the lesson about what you were supposed to maybe learn about yourself then you'll you'll continue to attract people in your life like that where you ask yourself you're like why am I attracting this type of person again okay I'm like halfway across the world like why do I keep attracting this type of person in my life is because you haven't learned the lesson you haven't found the silver lining so you'll know when you're like ah okay I get it and then those people will stop coming and that's in any situation I think that I know that we were talking about it in one of my classes where he was actually saying that he was like, you can go move, like you can run away and you'll still get into the same type of relationship with a person who is from a totally different country, who uh, looks completely different and will have the same characteristics because you're not finding the truth in that situation. And the truth will set you free. And the silver lining in anything. I mean, like any life situation to it, as many challenges as, you know, life is going to hit you with challenges with not only losing relationships, but losing people like in the physical world. And like, that's a big lesson in itself. And, you know, like grieving, like all those negative emotions, quote unquote, teach, teach us a lot. Yeah, sometimes, unfortunately, it takes that negative thing to to wake people up. I mean, when you realize, oh, geez, I didn't realize what I had until it was gone. And you mentioned losing people. I, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that, the short dedication episode that I put up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I did. A, a, a friend of a friend ago. of mine that that passed away and um, two good friends of mine from high school. Uh, he was, he was basically their, and their father figure. I mean, like I asked uh, my friend Autumn, I said, would you have considered Rich? and your unofficial stepdad. And she said during the high school years, yeah, he definitely was our unofficial dad. She didn't even put stepdad in there. I mean, he played that role. And um, the whole, I mean, it's got, I mean, it's towards the top of our listens now because I shared it with another friend who lived in that neighborhood and she shared it again. So, I mean, a lot of people from the community have, have listened to it. And it was a quick one, I mean, four minutes of me and then a song in the background uh, from my old band dedicated to him. And sometimes it, it takes, and unfortunately, a lot of times it takes a wedding or a funeral to get people to reconnect on, on things. And yeah. I mean, you have the positive and, and I, and I remember we had a, a quick flip of emotions when my son, Brian was born. Uh, my grandmother had passed away a, a few days prior to a scheduled C-section. And uh, funny story is when my other grandmother passed away, she and my father came to the wake and she comes up to me and my brother and she was the cranky old lady and looks at us and says, I better see you at mine. 
Oh so my so, gosh. So when the doctor says, Hey, we can do the C-section on Wednesday. How's that? I said, Nope, that's my grandmother's service. Uh-uh, nope. She'll haunt me for the rest of my life. And it was literally on Wednesday, we had the service for my grandmother's passing. And on Thursday, my son was born from in a scheduled C-section. So it was kind of when you talk about a flip of emotions and bringing yeah, people together, wow. it was, I mean, a 24 hour turnaround uh, on that. And, but you see that a lot where you lose connections with people and it takes something that big to bring you back together. And when you, when you lose touch and, and just to wake you up on realizing what you have. Yeah, I, I know. And, and we all say how, I mean, life's short and time will go by quick. And I mean, I mean, I'm already looking at it saying, holy crap. I mean, this, the school years, we're barely at the halfway mark. And I mean, my son's got two more years of school. I mean, I'm already thinking this second year is already done, but, and, and I remember, and it wasn't advice, but just a little thing where a coach had told me, you only have 10 years with your kids. I mean, they, you can't really interact until they're like five or six. And then at 15, 16, they kind of want to go and hang around with their friends. And that one stuck with me. So it's like, you make that 10 year window and fit and you find the silver lining in anything. And when I mentioned how you talk to yourself and looking at the positives and remind yourself of the positive goal you are trying to get to and not the negative you're trying to avoid. And then it also comes to how you talk to other people. If you're, if you're in a coaching role, a mentoring role, anything like that. I had one parent when I was coaching nine and 10 year olds and the kid struck out at the plate looking. So he didn't even swing at the ball and the mother went bonkers on him. I don't take time off from work to come and watch you stand there. You better start swinging that bat. And then at the end of the game, I mean, these are nine and 10 year old kids the end of the game, I talked to the kids, Hey, good game. I mean, fortunately we didn't win, but good job by everyone. I said, who's been to the baseball hall of fame and a couple kids raised their hands. I said, do you realize the people in the hall of fame failed 70% of the time? And if you're a baseball fan, you know, that a 300 hitter is the best of the best. That means they failed 70% of the time. That's like going back to mom with a 30 on your paper with a big fat F and being proud of it. And I looked at the mother and she could tell that that story was for her that, I mean, that's mm -hmm. not how you talk to the kid. Yeah. I mean, good job. Couple close calls. I mean, I think the ump was, I mean, I mean biting it on that inside corner. Uh, but next time, next time, let's see what we can do. And, and maybe we can open up your stand so you can hit that inside corner a little better, but you don't attack the kid for, and so the way you talk to yourself about a situation, you're the way you, and executed on anything, whether it be a sporting event, whether it be an interview or an audition. I mean, don't, don't keep pointing out the negatives, point out what you did well, and then try to tweak those a little better and, and look at what you need to move forward on, not what you did wrong on the other side. Oh, yeah. Um, always looking to acknowledge how you did, like you said, and then it's like, okay, like, how can I do even better? Like, what can I do instead of like, ah, oh, like I did this wrong. We were interviewing this, this actress the other day and she, she said that, you know, she used to have, a, she used to talk to herself very negatively. Like she had a lot of negative self-talk. And then she said, you know, like, for example, okay, I'm going to work out tomorrow. And then I would flake on myself and I would never do that to a friend. So that was a really good example of, okay, would I speak 
to my best friend that way? Would I speak to my parents that way, the way that I'm speaking to myself? Because if you start to think about it that way, it's like, why do I talk to myself in such a disrespectful way and so negatively, but I don't talk to other people that way? So then that that brings a new level of awareness of like, okay, like what you were talking about, like how you were talking to the mother and like, you can't talk to to your kid this way. And also for her, like, I don't, I don't know her, but again, I think a lot of the stuff goes back to childhood too. Yeah. And that's, and the way you talk to yourself is, is a big thing. Like I said, you do your sporting event you do your job interview or your audition. Um, I'm just referencing the, the shooting steps for archery and they go stance, knock and hook and grip. I mean, all the way down to the 11th step is feedback. So at the end of every executed shot, you give yourself feedback. You know what? My release felt a little loose on that. I did good with my bow arm, but you tell yourself every shot, those are the 11 steps. And number 11 is feedback. Give yourself feedback. Tell yourself what you did right. Tell yourself what you need to work on. And from a coaching standpoint, again, trying to, you got to work on the negatives, but you don't want to dwell on the negatives and make that the focus. So we talk about, and we've mentioned it a few times on here, the Oreo method. Hey, I like what you did with your bow arm. Let's try to get that release a little, little more straight back, but your follow through was good. And so you good. Let's work on this. Good. And, and try to always make the positives and what you're trying to obtain the focus, not what you're trying to avoid or what you did wrong. Yes. And even instead of negatives, like saying like uh, what the negatives are, just um, maybe substitute that language like to yourself, like, what are my learnings? Because I think we associate negative with negative. Yeah. And even like I mentioned in the beginning, when my son said, I didn't miss any of my shots, it was a positive statement. He just happened to ref- yeah. reference the negative aspect um, to get there. I mean, we can, I, I, I forgot algebra, but, and you have your positive numbers, your negative numbers, and obviously when you mix everything together and depending on what they are, it could come out positive, even though there's a negative in there, it doesn't mean the result is always negative. You're going to have to look at the whole picture and, and always aim to hit the positive and not to avoid the negative because that, that perspective or that mindset is going to make you more successful when you're aiming for what you want to hit and not aiming to avoid what you want to miss. Yes. And I would suggest like writing it down, like write down your, you know, people write down like yearly goals. Why not just write your daily goals down or write what your goal is for the day. And then again, the next day, write your goal down for that day. I'm I'm definitely one for writing things down, whether it's a goal notes and something to, to reference. And as you're walking by, I mean, I have a couple reminder notes in multiple places in the house just to remind me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, Like I have a a quote here I just looked up. Being positive doesn't mean ignoring the negative. Being positive means overcoming the negative. There's a big difference between the two. And which is, which is very true. You're not, you can't ignore it. You have to, it's always going to be part of what happened. I mean, if you missed a shot, it's always going to be part of your day of your scorecard you can't ignore it because you do need to go back and and fix what went wrong on that one shot you executed 
but you can't let that control you. You have to be able to move on. And that, and that's where mindset is, is big. And I was talking to my son today that when he's ready to make that next step, we really have to work on his mindset. Physically, he can shoot. Sometimes he just gets, because he can, for the most part, hold redder, better on that traditional archery target. If he hits a blue, he gets all bent out of shape because he knows he can do better. Well, now you got your blood pressure going. Now you can't hold this steady. Now your chance of hitting a second blue is higher because your mindset lets you get all worked up. If you can say, yeah, one bad shot, feedback. You know, I know what I did wrong. Let me calm down. Let me take my next shot. You just gave yourself a better chance of hitting the yellow rather than avoiding the blue. Oh, that's really, oh, I like that. That's very um, catchy. So Jay, how would you close this? What tips do you have for people listening right now? What tips would you give them? And always just trying to find something good that came out of any situation. And because you can look at the negatives and, and dwell on them and, and let those eat you, eat you alive. I mean, I can look at the relationships that have since faded and, and, and sit here and wonder, all right, what did I do wrong? Why, why did this person decide to move on without me? Why did this, or I can go back and say, you know what, we had a, a good two years of a friendship or a good three years of, of a relationship or and the experience, again, taking my son to nationals where he's Yes. Did he score what he would normally score? No, but he also shot at 70 meters instead of 60. So instead of looking at it and say, oh, geez, my score wasn't there. He can say, you know what? I just put 70 meter experience under my belt. That was great. I know what to look for and work on it. And being able to reference the positive and find something positive out of anything you do. I know there's that phrase easier said than done, but if your goal is to be positive, it is just as easily done as it is said it is a mindset. It's kind of like that. We talked about when you get out of bed in the morning, you wake up and you make the decide the decision to be in a good mood or to be cranky. If you want to find the positive in any situation, it's there for you. You just have to have that mindset. Yeah, that's great advice. That's very good advice. And I think the only thing I would ask, ask, add is to just ask yourself questions about your what you're learning in each situation. Yeah, and I just found a quote I like. It says, peace. It does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things that still be calm in your heart. Perfect. So guys, thanks for listening to this week's show. And please follow us and like and share on both Facebook and Instagram, The Power Shift Mindset. And we'll see you next week. Hey there, it's Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. As we cover topics on the podcast that cover all aspects of health, I wanted to tell you more about my personal coaching page, BeMotivation.com. With over 20 years of coaching, I'm proud to now offer personal training. This includes personalized workout programs with video call check-ins weekly. And if you're in Central Connecticut, I can travel to you for one-on-one training. As an ISSA certified personal trainer who absolutely loves coaching, I'll help you achieve your physical health goals. Please check out beammotivation.com. 
Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset. PowerShift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you.